Uh, welcome to Church on the Drugs. My name's Jed, and here My with name me is Bash. What's up? Old Bash. What's up, buddy? I'm chilling, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm healed, man. I just got back from therapy. You got some hands put on you? Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word of the question of the day: Does therapy do anything? <laughs> Here with me is the best, an aspiring clinical psychologist. Uh, yeah, and here, uh, and here, and here's Jed, a <laughs> counselor in training. And the topic is, does it do anything? <laughs> Are what we you spinning think, our wheels? <laughs> oh, man, I can go on to, yeah, I mean, what does all the meta say? Like, at least equivalent to placebo and then like sometimes it's just the therapeutic alliance that's helpful or like interventions like specific interventions aren't really better than other specific interventions or just like just like that relationship is kind of important um i don't know yeah that's that's well because the so basically what it boiled down to was she was just like you need to do yoga and meditation (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thanks. I think my sponsor told me that. Like, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's yeah. I mean that yeah, that's true. I I don't know at all how I'm gonna go about instituting that or mm-hmm. or what to do next or whatever or even if I'm gonna go back to this therapist, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i don't know there's just so much variety in therapy man there's I just know. so much so many different kinds and types and some people are more interested in going into your past and looking at childhood stuff some people think that's totally irrelevant and like let's look at your behaviors right now and how they're functioning i'm more of like what is the function of your behavior and like how is that serving you how is it serving like how you would like to be have you even looked at what you would like to embody in this world you know what i'm saying and like sometimes i don't fucking look at that stuff myself you know what i mean and so like like that's what dr phil is big on actually is that right did you listen to him on um joe rogan no it was solid actually i I came away from that i was like damn dude dr phil knows what he is talking about (laughs) damn because like i take so many shots at dr phil but i've probably never even seen the show dude he knows his like whether or not like and he understands like yeah he's doing a show but just like like i would love to see dr phil like one-on-one dang yeah i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to check that out joe rose has got some really good stuff that the, the opiate guy was on there and then paul stamets my favorite mushroom guy probably my favorite podcast ever yeah. was the first one with him and joe rogan and um I told you about that documentary I saw, huh? Uh, Fantastic Fungi? No. Who? What's oh, it? Oh, my what, gosh. Des- describe. So it's all about mushrooms and their kind of role in really the survival of our species, um, how they pretty much connect everything. They interview Paul Stamets a lot. He talks about his personal experience with it, um, how he came into academia like, kind of obliquely like he wasn't like an academic but he came in like later on in his life and it was just so it was like super emotional it was just such a great where where can where can i watch it oh i wonder if there's somewhere in new orleans i doubt lafayette oh it's it's like in theaters in theaters yeah it was in theaters so it should be in a video so it's brand new it's brand new i saw it 
two two and a half weeks ago. Oh like damn! That. It's called Fantastic Fungi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of of Joe Rogan, we we went and saw him in Houston. Hell yeah, man! How was that? It was good. So you know, Houston's always a fun. <laughs> It's not a fun experience. I'm not a fan of Houston by any. I don't like. I don't like Houston either. No, by any stretch of the like imagination. City, the city of the city. It's just like city everywhere. Yes, dude. It's it's gross. Um, <laughs> no, if, if you're from Houston, I love it though. My favorite. But <laughs> so me, down, you me? <laughs> me and Kaylee ordered a lift to take us from a hotel to there, and so we got like the notification that the lift was there and we walked outside and it was nowhere to be seen so kaylee got on the phone with the lift driver and just started frantically searching for this lift driver and she thought she saw the lady and and ran up to this car and was like hey are you you know like are you our driver sort of thing and the lady just kind of like ignored us and so she walked Mm. away and then she turned around and walked back it was the lady and yeah 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 so we get in the car and she was like did you look at did you check the license plate and we're like no are you the lift driver or not because she didn't have anything on there that said lift Mm. and i guess she could tell that we were like perturbed because after Mm. like 10 minutes or five minutes of driving she just goes you know the reason i said that right do do you know why i asked you if you checked the license plate and we're like okay a what what do you got (laughs) and she was like it it was for sex trafficking you know that's a big thing here like for someone like you you need to like it's it's for you i did that for your own safety for you jed (laughs) in my head i was i was like here's the here's the thing lady how do you know i'm not gonna kill you right now right right right, heisenberg i am the i am the one one who knocks like b you're like 86 pounds. I have no fear of you sex trafficking me. It ain't going down like that. It's not lady. going like, down like that. Even Kaylee could probably beat your ass, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, Please, no. Bro. If you were a seven foot, you know, if you, if it was Yao Ming, like if I was getting into his u- Uber, right. I might be like, hey, can I see some ID? You I mean, could... if someone's going to try to sex traffic me, I'm just going to give up. I mean, you know, if this is where your life has taken you, I just, I take pity on you. And just go ahead, man. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good you'll, luck. You'll probably dude. get six or seven dollars out of me. <laughs> right. right. On, on, a, on, a, on like a, a long weekend. Fucking half a pack of cigarettes or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I was like, I don't fit the typical <laughs> model for uh, sex trafficked <laughs> demographics. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're looking for skinny, mustached, <laughs> like emo hipsters or whatever. It's ten dollars an hour for every tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, but uh, Rogan was great. He first first observation when he took the stage, he was lit up, dude. <laughs> I thought like he would, and I guess it was like I mean it was a sold out crowd at the Rockets Stadium Toyota Center. Oh, so I mean that's like six, I don't know between like eleven and fifteen thousand people sold out. So Probably maybe it was similar to somewhere I saw him Rose Rose Center in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you Toyota did see him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or the yeah. Trailblazers play. Yeah. Homeboy was higher than a Learjet though, dude. Yeah. And, and to the point for a second, I was like. Ooh, this might be an off show. But then he clicked into it. I was, I was, like you could tell his face. He was, you know, when you see someone, you're just like, oh, you are, 
too high yeah. to be doing whatever you're doing. All right, you should not be in public right now, homie, let alone in front of like a bajillion people. Yeah. No, it it was great though, dude. He, I, I give credit where credit is due on that one. That stuff helps him out, I think, man. Did a did a guy named Ian open up for him? No, what it dude? was Tony oh. Hinchcliffe. Oh, okay, okay. He had different openers when I saw him. I loved his openers. Yeah, yeah he just had the one. It was Tony, and he uh, was really good. He was really funny. Uh, nice, 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 nice. How long ago did you see him? Ooh, let's see. This was eh, about two months ago, something like that. I think it was at the beginning of his tour. Who knows? He's always on tour. Um, yeah, but it was it was so good. Like his stuff live was better than anything I've seen, like on Netflix. Yeah. Right? Like it was just the material was just so good. It was. So good. It was so impressive. It made me realize too that I'm pretty sure that I could do. I could speak to a crowd of 11,000 easier than I could speak to a crowd of like 15. Right. Because you have to like shut it off, you know? Like yeah. You, you literally would just, just have to go into some kind of weird fugue state and just be like, there's so yeah. many people here that I could pretend that there's no one. here. Nobody here. What's weird is like the way that I do, like when I prep for talks and psychology, like I'll, I'll have that same energy just talking to like the couch that I do people like it's like and I'll get like just as whatever but it's not much I don't know I've gotten like used to just being like I'm just talking to people and it really doesn't matter or like I'm not really talking to anybody wait what do you mean like like if there's like one person when I'm practicing like I ha like I feel the same way in front of one person than like 50 people I guess oh yeah 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 mm -hmm. I've, I, I, yeah I've kind of gotten used to that too and mm -hmm. i guess like the most people i've spoken in front of is maybe like 100 120 yeah. or 120 something like that yeah i think i did like five or 400 when i was like spoke for a universe uh ull psychology day it was yeah. like i like yeah i like spoke and then like some buddhist monk spoke and i like uh i was just talking about my research and stuff and I, like, it, I, I thought I was going to be really nervous, but, like, I wasn't. I don't know. No, what? It, where did you look? Do you um, remember? Because that, that's what I noticed is that mm, it's almost like there's, like, a weird veil that you can kind of put up. There's between. a veil, yeah. Yeah, dude, and I do that. And then sometimes, and depending on what I'm talking about, if I'm talking about stuff that's, like, really serious, then I'll start looking around, like, in the eyes of people. But like when I'm talking like in a general way, at least like breaking the ice and in, in the beginning part, I'm just like staring. It's like a blank stare. Yes. I'm kind of all cognitive. Yeah, it is great. It's and like you're like looking at everyone and, and no one. And no like one. Picking up a point on the wall or I'll just that's why like I'll get my friends to sit up front and I'll just connect with one of them. And that's What's usually... weird is I'd rather not look at people I know because it kind of. Really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Would you do you make that awkward eye contact with people you don't know and try to? Isn't it a weird like dom, not dominance, but it's like you have to go into the mindset of like these people want to hear what I'm saying, or mm. I don't know how to describe it, like opposite judgment or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I try to put myself in their shoes. Like I gave a talk uh, last week at. Yeah, uh, university out here. Um, it was like for a health psychology class. I just talked about substance use and stuff. And I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I like. St I started off the same way. I started off just kind of looking around generally, and then just kind of looking at them individually and kind of scanning, like scanning the room and stuff like that. Because, because I know that when I'm in the crowd and somebody just looks at like one person the whole time, or like looks down or up, I just kind of get, I get less into it. Do you, Do you think there's? Have you noticed? Is um, what is it called in sociology? Um positive discrimination to where like people there's almost an assumed intelligence and authority just by virtue of being indian oh yeah i've experienced that what i mean i mean i experienced it right i experienced it though a lot more in lafayette oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you were like the here. guru yeah, <laughs> like, yeah literally especially when you when you like because uh, here comes debesh and he's going to talk about meditation Ooh, this crazy this thing the from the far <laughs> east <laughs> 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 one of the wise men has one of yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he has myrrh and knowledge of meditation it's true yeah. and and ironically though like you did like you meditation <laughs> was your thing sometimes we live up to the stereotypes yeah and yeah, then i guess i kind of had to live up to it <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's the it's like i wonder if you would be i mean that's that's a a same for me it's like i wonder but i wonder if you would if you weren't if you would still be as into like meditation and stuff i know man that's a question your, i don't know did your parents do they practice meditation like, well yeah they do i mean i was i was already into it beforehand but like when i started teaching people in lafayette like i didn't think anybody would like it i'm like this works for me and, like, I don't think y'all will really benefit from this. Like, I think y'all might think it's a little, like, woo-woo. Which is like also that. prejudice. Possibly. It's, you know, I mean. Totally is. But it's, like, it's, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, like, you know, looking well, at. I mean, and some people that are just a little too active mind really don't have a good time of meditation, you know. And so, mm. um, but, yeah, I just, yeah, I guess it, there was probably some of that there. And, um but I, I was really, well, what happened was it was the first time I led something. There was like 40 people there. There's somebody's house. I was like six months sober. And like the, the, the positive feedback I got from it was like insane. You know, yeah. like I wasn't expecting. No, wasn't that at your house? No, no. It was at um somebody else's house. Uh, I think uh, Beth Lasonia or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was we had put something together and like told people kind of weeks in advance. And, um, and then we did it over there. It was like, uh, yeah, you are, you weren't sober yet. That was like was a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know, man? I could have been. <laughs> you might've been sober for that hour, but right. Yeah. Exactly. I, this was, I was, I was in a McDonald's parking lot somewhere waiting for, uh, waiting the for delivery. A tow, man. Yeah. just trying to decide if I really want to keep doing this or not. <laughs> If this dude doesn't show up, I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, he shows up. Right before you give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, that, that's like the trick. It's like a weird um, manifest destiny thing. Where like, right. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give up and go, and that'll summon him somehow. Yeah. No, like his dealer sense will go off that he's about to lose a customer and source of revenue. <laughs> And he mystically appears. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be, yeah, that's that's a skit idea. Some sort of drug genie. 
<laughs> you gotta rub the crack pipe. It basically, yeah. I guess we're talking about like how high, but for crackheads or something. Like, wasn't that where they smoked their dead friend? Oh yeah, that's right. They like used their dead friend as a bone, right? Yeah, no, no, no. They they planted his ashes and they grew weed plants out of him. Oh, and like whenever right. they smoked, he would show up as a what a what a like. When, now that I'm reciting the plot, like that's so fucking ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's actually pretty high concept for a stoner movie. Like okay. I know, I know. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, so what you, what man. You learning. Uh, so this was actually interesting. I was at the Krav Maga gym the other day and a, and a professor showed up and a researcher and, uh, my instructor had me, you know, I was like, Hey, go come meet the best. She's in psychology. And he was telling me that there, so they've done a, they've done a lot of cool research. One of the, one of which is that like, you know, on 23andMe.com, you can take a genetic test and they can find the genetic variant of if you have a predisposition to alcoholism or heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. All right. So like he said that they've discovered one and he says it's a little more in depth than like 23andme.com, but he said they've discovered one for a methamphetamine addiction, um, which is interesting. Um, and so he said that they've been looking a lot at overdoses of fentanyl related overdose versus heroin. And apparently he said, a lot of people were coming in to the emergency room and they weren't finding any fentanyl in their, in their systems. They said that um, basically fentanyl just like shocks the whole body and it, and it possibly doesn't attach to the mu opioid receptor site that morphine and heroin does. Really? And yeah. He was saying that it basically shocks the whole system and with nine, within 90 seconds, it shuts down your larynx and you stop breathing and you just die within like, like that. So I mean, it sounded like like the way he was describing it, it sounded like how some people freeze up from gunshot. Um, oh, you know what I mean? Like that kind of makes like, sense. Yeah. So weird, it is, dude. Okay. So weird. He said they even put cameras inside of people's like lungs, and you could you could see the larynx just just like closing. What? Yeah. So it's not even like a classical opioid overdose. It doesn't seem like it. And this research hasn't even been published yet. Yeah, they're about Ooh. to publish it. Yeah. Did you did you I've been reading about um and let me look it up to get the um what was it? The new um and you can tell me your opinion on it, the new uh opioid. Oh yeah. Um, they got some new shit. They do, bro. So have you heard of uh, <laughs> Salmondorphin? Oh, I heard. Of the, I've heard of the name. That's all I've heard of. So there, it's this. Um, it's another opioid. Let me get it right. Antagonist. Yeah, it's another opioid antagonist that acts as an antagonist of the mu opioid receptor, and mm. they're looking at it for major depressive disorder and so what they're mm. the 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 drug that is in clinical studies right now yeah. is a a two milligram split of salmondorphin and buprenorphine which is the for those that don't know the drug in um suboxone so huh. and they put the bup in there to quote curb abuse potential <laughs> so so well, yeah. Wait, so what? What does salmondorphin? What does it do? It's it's just another. It's another. Um, it's another suboxone. 
Yeah, so Samodorphin, okay. also known as 3-carboxyamido-4-hydroxynaltrexone, is an opioid antagonist that preferenti- preferentially acts uh-huh. as an antagonist of the mu opioid receptor. And so it's basically, yeah, another suboxone-type synthetic, but they're looking at it for treatment for depression. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, let's yeah. just get everyone on opiates. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's Pretty like scientists point. finally figured out. Wait a minute, you're telling me opiates <laughs> make people not depressed? Like, why haven't we just been using this, dude? It's, it's so uh, ridiculous. Heroin addicts have had this figured out for decades. Yeah, we should have just made them all scientists. But my friend just. <laughs> My friend just thinks it's, uh, which is probably true, is they're just, they're looking for the next uh, Suboxone type thing to, um, once the uh, patent runs out, that they can just oh, find a new one. Oh, find a different one, different chemical, yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably, I mean, it, uh, oh, the other thing this guy was saying was that, wow, what was it for, it was either for, I think it was for methamphetamine, he, he found a drug that would help, and I was like, oh, what is this about? He says, no, it's Flomax. He said that what? They, yeah, like the, the said, nasal decongestant. Yeah, he said that Flomax apparently, and this is going to come out soon, is going to be used, or they found that it can be used to curb. I want to say methamphetamine craving. No way, dude. Either that, or or morphine, or, or heroin, or something. But yeah, I was like, what? I was like, how? Well, this is like, a, like, I'm like at the gym, like missing the warm up. So it was like a very, he told me a whole lot of stuff in like six minutes. But that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was one of the things. Um, but yeah, I was really fascinated because, you know, non narcotic alternatives obviously is what I'm more interested in. Um, what in Flomax? I don't know, man. I need to talk to this guy again. I'm going to probably email him like, man, say everything you said, but write it down. Yeah. (laughs) Very interesting stuff, man. But I mean, that's the thing with like, you know, all these big pharmaceutical companies are like, oh, he got this all wrong. Just like take this. And like, I understand, you know, potential and risk potential and you're not going to be getting hep C and A's if you're taking suboxone strips and you can be a good little worker and stuff and smoke a bunch of cigarettes. But I mean, it's kind of like how Dr. Drew says, but you don't get people that, you know, there's still, there's more man. And like, I'm all about it. I use suboxone as part of my recovery early on. Um, but I, I'm not sure if I would, if I would be where I am today had I, had I, kept on it you know no it's uh yeah i mean it's and that's how i could see it's like sure it could work as an antidepressant but in so much as you just don't give a shit about much if anything like sex drive gone yeah Uh, yeah like highs gone lows gone you're just you are just so numbed out so yeah. Joe, so back to Joe Rogan. He was talking about this a little bit. I don't know if he shared this in y'all's bit, but he was just like, "Man, they got." He was like, hey, "You know, back in the day, you used to have to be blind to have yeah. an animal on the plane." He talked about that. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because 
<laughs> he started out talking about how like uh the <laughs> that he would take a 200 milligram edible before he went to the airport because yeah. it's like the best because it's like they just tell you what to do and you just get locked do into anything. a place and you can't move. <laughs> yeah, and he was saying like, yeah, back in the day, you used to have to be blind to get a service dog. Now you just have to be sad. I'm sad. <laughs> and you, like, everybody's fucking sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome. It's true. Uh, yeah, then he talked about emotional support peacocks. And like, yeah, the peacocks. And like, and yeah, because he was like, there's not an animal on this planet that gives a fuck less about you than a peacock. You can get, you can get shot point blank. That peacock would be like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> that peacock doesn't give a shit about you, man. Yeah, no, 100%. So I do... <laughs> It brings up the point that like we're supposed to be sad, right? Like we're yep. supposed to be sad sometimes. Like we're supposed to, and I'm not knocking, you know, major depression. I mean, good God, but is it overdiagnosed? Absolutely. Are prescriptions being, you know, out of hand with it? Like absolutely, man. You know, the same with the same with you know heroin addiction and suboxone prescribing and everything. I mean, everything is overprescribed. I mean, just well, so like conspiracy anymore. Like it's just facts. Right. Well, facts. so like with in your so what would someone have to say to you at what point would you recommend medication for someone's depression? And like to everyone that always listens to this stuff, like we, you know, don't just listen and be entertained. Don't like take our advice. To right, anything, right. You know don't, what I'm saying? Yeah, do not get off your meds or whatever. Like, no. Don't just throw your meds away, please, for the love of God. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I would say the point at which he, they tried a lot of behavioral work. They tried behavioral activation, getting it out of themselves. They tried social support. They felt no different for a period of time, and you know, and possibly low to at least low to moderate suicidal ideation, um, even with trying some different things. Or if if it's so strong, they just are cannot bring themselves to try something different. Um, and it could be a way to get them moving behaviorally. And then once you're moving behaviorally, then possibly revisiting, um, coming back off of it at a later time. And just as a disclaimer, like I can't prescribe and take people off of, and I won't be able to, unless I get another master's degree in behavioral pharmacology, which I do not plan on doing. Just no, you never plan on doing that? No, I do not want to go back to school ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. I, God, I hate it. And I wish there, we really do, like, they need, we need better, better solutions. Or, or just quit quit telling me that y'all have a firm grasp on the inner workings of the brain and that you yeah, know what's going to work. Like quit yeah, lying to me. Don't. You don't. <laughs> and like the way that they, they don't, you know more about drug interaction effects, Jed, than most phar- pharmacologists. Which pisses me Which off. Is really bad. When I had really to, bad. that's what I told you. Like when I went to my psychiatrist and he was like mm-hmm. suggesting an adjunct, like mm-hmm. an add on medication. And mm-hmm. I had to be like, Say round, like uh, <laughs> right. I understand that could potentially be a life threatening <laughs> blood pressure shift due to one of them potentiating the other. And he looked it up right. and goes, Whoop, you're right, you're right. I'm not take that one. I was like, Here's your money, God, dude. 
should I just pay myself? Basically. What is <laughs> basically, dude? Like I need I need someone that makes me look like a Neanderthal. Right. I've had one, I think, my whole life. There was an, an endodontist in Baton Rouge who was so what smart. That, I don't even he know was, what that is. Right, exactly, dog. Like, <laughs> like he, I don't even know like, what your profession is, dog. It's like a dental specialist. Like they do like the inner workings of like the underlying nerves of your teeth and shit. Okay. All he right. went in like surgically cut one of my roots, Ooh. which is like, which is like, God, you got to be super like just knowledgeable yeah. and skillful to be able to do that. Like even like when other people have seen my X-rays at our dentist, they're like, "Damn, how he did that." <laughs> but but like he just based on how he presented himself and his knowledge i was like really impressed man and and he was like this is going to be a solution for about five years and then it's going to give out in like five years to the day to that the shit. day yeah dude that shit fucking yeah so like he knew yeah the the only uh well there was the one in recent memory who floored me with just his mm-hmm. intelligence was dr tommy Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Dr. Tommy. That yeah. dude had me pegged in like and and here's the thing too, he could have just been so intelligent that he made me think that he had me pegged. Either way, that's just as effective in my opinion. If you convince me, like if you if you are smart enough to convince me that I myself am a peacock, then I'm gonna go strut <laughs> my feathers and, and be none the wiser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it works the same way. Yeah. Like, it was good. It was good. I was just like, oh, there's just, there's some relief. And I think that's the whole thing with, is just like, you want to be known in a way that you don't know yourself. Because mm. I don't, like, when when I, I hear that often, like, there's like a certain person we, we both know that, that seems like they constantly say the whole thing, like, um, Oh, it's not not that nobody knows you better than yourself, but mm. something to that effect. And it's like, I don't know if I fucking believe that mm. because mm. It, like if that were, you know what I'm saying? It's like if that were, or maybe that is true, but I don't know. There are sure as hell solutions to myself that I'm not aware of or that oh, I don't know. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm I talking about? I think a lot of that goes back to the concept of a self being like a solid thing and not like a transient, mm. um, movable kind of conglomeration of social learning history, environments, and just, you know, like all these things, man, past experiences and... And that it's movable and changeable. But yeah, I mean, like, I like how Gandhi said uh, God made man in such a way that he can't see behind his own ear. So when his brother, you know, when his brother makes comments about what's behind his ears, he should probably listen. Yeah, it's like that's it's like my problems are the back part of my haircut to where like, right and like the it. therapist as a barber, if he fucks up the back of my hair, I don't know, man. He could show me it in a mirror. I think I think I just figured out a philosophy of life and I'll call it, I'll call it the barber chair, right? The barber it's, chair. It's oh. I can handle the front. I need you to get the back. Get the bro. back, dog, because I can't see that. I can't shit. see it, man. I can feel it. It feels like it's messed up, but then like I asked my wife so, and she's like, It looks all right. It looks all right. And it's so obvious to other people, right? But it's not gonna be obvious to you. And it doesn't make other people smarter than you. It's just that's their point of view is different than yours, you the, know. That bringing it back to uh 
our Lord and Savior Joe Rogan as well. But uh, <laughs> that, that was what he said. He was like, it takes – it's like you can think you're smart, and then you talk to someone who's really smart, and yeah. you're like, oh. Yeah, that happened I'm to me in high idiot. school, and I was like, oh, I am stupid. Yeah. Whoa. And it's so good to surround yourself with people like that, man. Yeah, yeah and then it gets you just one – there it yeah intelligence is weird intelligence and smarts i hate intelligence as a construct and how it's measured and how like like the standard measure for intelligence is like like the like wazi and like these different measures where it's they're just really arbitrary and it's like who decided that it was these set of words that you were supposed to know you know extremely arbitrary you know it's just like who and then they were all normed on like you know, white educated college students, perhaps, right? And it's like this, which has like been proven to be a really poor sample to generalize across the rest of the world. <laughs> you think? Um, you know, <laughs> like it's not like you're the telling story. me. Hold up, you're telling me that <laughs> As it turns out University yeah. of Iowa students <laughs> are not a fair representation of what's going on in the globe. Get out of here, out of bro. here right? I don't even have time for you. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of college students doing crazy shit, how about Hong Kong, the archers? We got the bow and arrow. Have you been seeing? Like, no. Have you been what? Really? What is that? What is happening? Everyone who's listening, since the mainstream media is doing a very poor job of covering it, but just go Google Hong Kong student archers, Hong Kong students. It's so. Pull it up, Jamie. Yeah, pull that shit up, Jamie. We need a Jamie. My fa- I've always said that my ferrets are my Jamie. Yo, pull that shit up, Kylo. Um, no, Whoa. yeah, I mean, they've been, the protests in Hong Kong have been going on for two months now, and now they've escalated to the protesters are using bow and arrows and gasoline bombs. And Whoa. It's, it's, it I'm is getting, I mean, it's we're very, 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 very close to another Tiananmen Square. Damn. Well, they light the fire, huh? Jesus Christ. Yeah, but they're they're straight up like the University of Hong Kong and I might be misquoting that, forgive me. Um but yeah, it's become like a fortress now and they're all arming themselves with bows and arrows and Holy like, shit. So what, like what? the craziest video I've seen so far is mm-hmm. a, a police truck was trying to drive in and you just mm-hmm. see all these Molotov cocktails coming and it just gets ignited. They're okay. they're cementing down They've covered all the roads in cemented. Uh, originally, they glued brick shards to the roads uh-huh, to make them uh-huh. unpassable, and now they're just cementing it. I mean, it's so. Crazy. What is the beef? What is what do they? What are their demands? Um, well, I'm gonna misquote it. Here, so mm-hmm. let me not misquote it. Two thousand injuries, ten suicides. Twenty-three. Oh yeah, that arrested. was it. The, the The first cause was the Hong Kong extradition bill. Okay. Which, so it's ba- it goes back like I had to familiarize myself with the history, but it goes back to how Hong Kong's been like contested, and it was originally under like British rule, and it reverted mm-hmm. to Chinese rule in eighty-seven mm-hmm. again or something like that. And mm-hmm. this is just like another. It's just basically China trying to regain i mean retain control and they trying to be autonomous and then the chinese government just doing horrible horrible things okay 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 and then like in america like corporations are getting on that's why people hated lebron 
because he supported China and it's insane. It's just a hmm. weird. It's crazy. Shit's real crazy. Look Shit's into it. Crazy dog. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You, I figured you would know about it up in what, what's the what's the latest political thing going on in Portland? Oh no, man. Like do they just make things up every now and then when they get too like? Because it seems like there's no real big issues they can go after right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, they just create issues when they're not there. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention, dude. I don't have cable anymore, and I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Portland. You know, it's just, just you put a bunch of white people together, and they just get really self righteous, you know, and that's kind of just what self-wichous. happens. Self righteous, self righteous white people. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't I don't know what goes on in their heads, man. Yep. <laughs> so any updates on your um where you applied for your internship? Man, I applied everywhere but not haven't heard anything. Um but um, How long does yeah. it take? I don't know. I think some people are hearing back already. I don't think anybody in my program has heard anything yet, but I haven't got any rejection letters. Oh, that's good. good. I got all I got really shocked and uh I got I got like this false sense of joy because i got an email from like harvard medical school it's like we invite you to something something but it was just like an invitation to like a meetup at some psychology conference oh yeah it was, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, oh. or it was like an invitation to donate money or something. <laughs> <laughs> open your hearts and your wallet yep um but but this was i mean i've been doing oh i didn't tell you about so i'm involved in this prison research and we hosted this fundraiser we're doing this intervention in prisons and it's really cool and last week i went there and it was crazy they were they like it was the weirdest mix like they had all this like portland like big big money and then a bunch of prisoners (laughs) what was what was the like what was it so it's based on something called three principles uh correctional counseling and we basically go in there and just teach people that their experience of reality is constructed from the inside out that life isn't like coming at you that you just you base your opinions judgments and actions on on like distorted thinking and like like if this dude looks at you messed up it's not because he thinks you're a piece of shit maybe like he had you know a bad day whatever you know what i mean yeah we basically train people over and over and over again to change the way they think to notice that that their reality is 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 it's ever changing man and it's not like we just take the mind less seriously a lot of principles we use in psychology but their their pieces like there's this innate truth that you have innate wisdom you know and that you can tap mm. into that wisdom which i think is a beautiful thing and and I very very not psychology because psychology likes to say that there's no at least most psychologists say there's no like ontological or like truth with the capital T, um, which I don't believe. Which is dumb. Which is yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is dumb. Yeah. I may not be no one of them smart Booker guys, but I tell you, <laughs> that's dumb. That bro. is some dumb with a capital D. That is dumb. D <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. Um, so if you had that, sounds huh. like if I had to, like, what would you if you had to like boil down i guess therapy like or like mm. that sounds like what would you what would i say 
Yeah. I would say it's this. I would say that when we are sick, our contexts, like the ways in which we are in the world, get constricted and shrink down to this very small place, right? Where it's like only I can only do this, this, and this. I'm thinking about like how many, how many different interactions you were having when you were shooting dope, right? Uh, for me, it was like wake up, barf go to drug dealer get drug go home watch netflix right yep. like that was my context you know what i'm saying and so like and like and like in therapy i think we just try to add context to people's lives you know what i mean and realize that like oh like there's there's also this avenue here and there's this thing and then and then once i add context to my life my life starts to get reinforced by the environments that have been built based upon my movement towards adding these multiple contexts into my life. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. So like that's so, so that's, that's kind of how I see it in, in a nutshell, you know what I mean? Like, like if your context is limited, if you have OCD and you're you have social anxiety disorder and you're afraid to go to the grocery store. So it's like, I mean, what we do there is like, okay, like where well, you're going to go to the grocery store for 20 minutes a day and then realize that like you can react differently in this environment um, because you start to develop new learning. So in this in this time, like you have a new the context is like new learning, you know, with the stimulus of being the uncomfortable or aversive stimulus of being in this really un uh, uncomfortable environment. You start to be like, oh, like I can regulate my breathing now, like I can kind of like be in this in a different way. You know, so basically I'm just adding context. We're adding, you're adding context to your own life. You know, um, that's kind of how I see it. That's kind of how I see it. You know, meditation and yoga, adding context to your life. Um, that's good. So you think I should do that? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you do remember, yoga? I try to do it once a week. There's a recovery yoga that meets. There's a really cool group that meets here Friday nights. It's like one to five dollar donation based. Um kind of like how Lacey used to do it. Um, and so I do that when I can. I can't always. I'll do it probably once every other week. Um, and I have good peers where I try, where I do it like on my own home at my house with like YouTube, but it's been like a month since I've done that. Yeah, I think I'm going to let Kaylee tonight, because she's been doing it on YouTube. I'm going nice. to uh, yeah, I'm gonna let her show me. Start with yeah, that. Yeah, start with that. Just start small. With everything, man, you just start small. The only problem with alcoholics is we, we want to be good at things. You know? I, exactly. I hate I hate <laughs> being new. I, I hate dude and listen listen this is like a this is like a therapeutic freaking nightmare of like oh, okay shit. so just just imagine this so person has anxiety person finally works up the courage to go see therapist for this anxiety mm -hmm. uh a person has trouble finding building where a therapist is located um plot twist the person is me <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> the person is me uh has to call lady finds out where the building is She's running late. I'll be there soon. Okay. Sitting in the parking lot in the car. Car mm -hmm. pulls up. Lady. Oh, mm -hmm. that kind of looks like the lady in the picture. Mm -hmm. Get out of car. Follow mm -hmm. her into the mm -hmm. building. Follow her into office room. Uh, receptionist. What are you doing here? Uh, oh. 
excuse me, lady, is this not the counseling office? No, that's next door. <laughs> this is like some this is like some realty management company. Oh my god! That do I just... all you do all you people look the same? Yes. Dude. <laughs> And she looked at me with such, like, she gave me, you know, when someone uh, gives you the up that. and down, like, uh, like you don't you belong doing? here. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. So uh, then I just went back out and sat in my car. Like, what an awful man. first experience, dude. <laughs> oh, that I was like, sucks. That jeez, sucks. dude. Oh, that sucks, dude. Finding a therapist is so hard, man. And, yeah, you're right. Like, you make the decision, and then you do it. And it's like that everywhere. But I imagine even harder in Lafayette um but yeah finding someone that like that 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 jives with you and 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 that whole deal it's yeah it's so tough it like it it really and especially if you're working full-time and there's no time and you don't have any money it's like i wish if i was a some sort of um governmental candidate that'd be on the platform of like everyone gets I mean, mental health, like, designated days, like, companies need therapists attached to them so that everyone can get it or, like, do do monthly office calls where you bring in a therapist, you know? Like, shit, everyone needs it. It would help productivity, but, like, nobody has – it's so hard to the the – mentally affected person to just be like go out and fix yourself it's like bitch if yeah. i could then right. i would just do that but <laughs> i need a therapist to help me find a therapist <laughs> right, right, right we do like, <laughs> damn dude i need the secretary to help me make a doctor's appointment dude like, you're, uh, no. you're not understanding you're not the understanding issues my that are going on here <laughs> yeah i had one for a while Shit. it was pretty it was relatively free at, at university but uh our schedules ended up not working out after the break but a few yeah. like four or five sessions man i mean it was good I, I would like to go back i definitely benefited um yeah because that's the the thing too is uh all this all this stuff that we know apparently is of little to no use to ourselves yeah i mean it's of some use for sure but that ain't how it works Did did you see that meme it's like it's like man why psychology majors depressed just look at your notes bro yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah. You would think that's how it works. Right. It's not how it works. Not at all how it works. It's It's like I can tell. Man, it's all experience. Yes, dude. I can. I can tell you. I can. You know. I can tell you some stuff to help you. You can tell me some stuff. But Mm. you and I both know we got some stuff of our own that like. I don't know, man. I don't know how to deal with it, man. And there's not a blanket thing. It's not not all topographical, right? It's not like, this is the solution for this. No, dude. Like, if you're like this and you do this, then, I mean, you've got to come from the bottom up. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be workable for you um, or else, yeah. It's like, just like, yo, like, tell a handicapped person with no access to me, you should fucking go to AA, you know? Like, how are they going to do that, man? Yeah. That, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's precisely it, dude. It's like, like it, you're telling a blind person to read a book on how to see. Yes. Like, like what? read, dude. Just oh, read. That's what I did. Oh, get over it. You know, and you know what? Uh, <laughs> and uh, my, you know my new boss. He's great. You know who I'm talking about, though? Mm-hmm. You know what he mm-hmm. told me? 
Right. He was just like, maybe nothing's wrong with you. Do you ever think of that? Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, that's awesome. To his credit. No, no, no. To his credit, I was like, eh? I mean, you you don't know. I, 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 get, I like, like that. I like I that. get what he was saying. Where yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. We, we will. It's been really great having him, mm-hmm. like, for real. He gives me that's some awesome. solid, solid um advice but it's mm. it's to to his credit in that it's like it's probably not like overthinking mm. is for sure the, the crux of my problem yeah. I, yeah. I would agree to that and yeah. so it's it, yeah. is it as bad as i'm making it probably not and can probably i make it worse not. probably is there some things right. i can't make better probably too but it's mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know it taking it back to i guess yeah, taking it back to gratitude, and I've had, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, things are good. Things mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the thinking mind, right? I mean, it's always the thinking mind. That, and that's where, like, and that that's where I don't, <laughs> that's where my psychiatrist um, fails me when he, because, mm-hmm. like, his thing when he had to write me a prescription last time was, like, I mean, if you're still having suicidal ideation, I can't let you walk out of here without medicine or whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. It's like, that's mm-hmm. what I don't think he understands. Is that's that not true. Really? I mean, the low, low suicidal ideation? I mean... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and that's, you don't, it's you like, don't need meds for that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, look, it's not so much that I want to kill myself. It's that, like... If you're saying, like, I feel unsafe when I leave here, I don't know if I'm going to kill myself not or not, that. then it's like, okay, well, we need to, like, maybe hospitalize you or, like, come up with a plan, yeah. which may or may not involve meds, you know? Right, right. But low suicide, who fuck, you know, half of us have low... Anyway. I would say more than half. Yeah, and and, than, and that's right. the thing, and right. it's it's not it's 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 just that like I get it's uh every now and then you just want the frustration. I think that 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 was the appeal of like opiates and drug addiction and stuff, right. is that it just it made the carousel stop mm-hmm. for a, a second, mm-hmm. and then it you know of course mm-hmm. it creates all these other problems. But it's like yeah, that just slow down, slow down the thinking mind, man. Yeah, yeah, going a mile yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good thing I have a podcast that literally just uh is, is nothing but self indulgent. <laughs> That'll help hey, me slow down. Uh, real quick, what uh what do you think about this Mandalorian? Are you got uh, your own did podcast? Did you just read for that? my mind? Did you just read my mind? Oh, is that actually, for real? It's actually think, on the background of my TV right now, so I'm just yeah, like. I think. Uh, I mean, I'll quote my Facebook post where it did oh. more for my depression than 15 years of antidepressants. Since ever wow, it's wow. fucking incredible. It's I love this, man. I love, love this it. stuff. This is so I good. My friend thinks that because the last episode is like a couple weeks, two weeks maybe before the movie comes out, that it's gonna connect to the movie in some way. Wait, hold up. There, I, I know nothing about. My brother was just like, "Yo, bro, you should watch Mandalorian." Here's my account, and that's my extent of what I did. No research on this. So there's a movie coming out. No, the next Star Wars movie. Oh, the next. Oh, okay. It's going to be connected to. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So okay. this is set four or five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I'll have to look at my timelines again. But yeah, so it is possible. Mm. He thinks that the baby, mm. the, well, spoiler alert, but I'm mm. sure it's all spoiled now. The mm-hmm. baby Yoda type thing will be in the new movie somehow. Mm-hmm. And okay. so. That is not Yoda, or it is? No, so 
they say that it's 50 years old and Yoda mm-hmm. would have only died about five years ago. So that would mean that thing was made 45 years before Yoda died. Oh, okay, okay. So it's everyone's thinking clone of some kind. Huh. Because in the old canon, the so Yoda's species is never listed. George Lucas doesn't even, never even named it, or he did mm. name it, but nobody knows it. Mm. Um, and basically, it was implied that like Yoda's species was produced by the Force whenever it was necessary. Mm. Damn, he's like an avatar. Something kind about of- Yoda makes me think that like if George Lucas was to spin this into a real life context, that like. And this could be my own biases and like a, being a proud Indian Hindu, but like I feel like Yoda represents like the Hindu or like Eastern mystic tradition in some way. Yeah, well, the force is heavily pulled mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that Yoda represents Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, though, dog. Like, he, just, <laughs> he just don't look like him. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's way more Eastern, uh, um, yeah. pantheistic or panentheistic. I think that's right. Yeah, panentheism, mm. not pantheism. Where like, mm. uh. How is it? Everything is God. Someone, if I'm wrong, so just email me. Church and drugs at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Hmm. So we'll we'll see. It w- because like the emperor's coming back, and it is like uh, the whole the themes of balance. It would be kind of interesting if like the force remade. A, I don't know, man. It'd be so. And what I've also heard is that so Kevin Feige from Marvel. Mm-hmm. He has signed on to Disney, and like the rumor is that they are looking because one of the complaints about Star Wars is it doesn't have the cohesion and connectedness like the Marvel movies had. Mm. And they brought in Kevin, and they're looking at him to do like a 17 film story arc basically of like just a massive and they all like so like the new video game that just came out jedi fallen order Mm -hmm. the marvel comic books so like they're rewriting the new canon and with like rebels and the clone wars everything is Mm -hmm. everything is feeding each other so if the mandalorian probably will have some stuff that might show up in the new movie we'll see okay okay very cool. I, I like it so far. It's, really it's so amazing. Good, I love it's it. It's so yeah. good. And I love Pedro, dude. Which one, Pedro? From Narcos. Oh. He's the Mandalorian. Oh, snap. So or he's Red Viper from, uh-huh. um, or the Viper from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, he he plays the Mandalorian. Oh, well, I haven't seen his face yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, which is which <laughs> gives which gives uh-huh. hella credit to him as an actor. Like that. Yeah, he's yeah. such a compelling character. Right. You don't you Just, don't even need the nonverbal facial gestures. You to know how like hard a that is, but right. it's like the subtle like tilting and head nods yeah. and body language and his Seriously. voice. Like that shit yeah. is talent. That's talent. Wow. To use and, like this. Um, I mean that's like eighty percent of acting, right? It's like nonverbal like And you know who the the assassin droid was, the voice? Mm-mm. Your boy Taiki Watiti. Taiko Watiti. Who Taiko Watiti? He directed Thor 3. He was in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. He, okay. He voiced Korg. Word. And, you know what I'm talking about? You're just, or you just. 
What what is Korg? Korg. All right, so you've seen the new Avengers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude Thor's friends, the big rocky guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Thor, okay. that guy, that guy is back on the video game." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's calling okay. me calling me a butthead. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, I'm excited about this. So this is going to be dropping like an episode a week, I guess. Yeah. Man, the, the runtime is kind of a bummer. It's super short. I know. I know. And this sucks. I'm on a, I'm on a week-long Disney Plus trial, so I'm kind of... <laughs> oh. They're going to get you to sign up. Oh, uh, no. They probably will. Or I'll just... Yeah, well, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Do it. It rhymes <laughs> with <laughs> Yeah, that's what I love. How we've come full circle, and now we're just back to cable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we've got, uh, now we've just got 27 streaming services. Yeah, everyone's AKA like, AKA I don't like, I don't like cable anymore. You know, I'm too good for that. I just, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I just pay more now. <laughs> yeah, we got it. If you have Verizon Unlimited, you get it for free. So that's what we're rocking. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. So. All right, well, I'm going to title this one, Jed and Debesh Give You Free Therapy. Nice. Dude, we didn't. We made it a whole podcast without talking about Kanye West. That's pretty I was going to bring it up. (laughs) Well, here we go. All right, fine. So he went to Joel Osteen's church, and the the big quote of that one, you heard about that, right? Oh, what was funny was my mom saw that me and Kaylee were in Houston, and she texted me, and she goes, did you go see Kanye? I was like, no, mom. No, Have you not been listening? But yeah, he went to Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston and apparently said we need to force kids or we need, we need to uh um force prayer back in schools or something. Oh wow. That's that's a bit aggressive. Oh, that's the other thing too. The lady the the lady that like warned us about sex trafficking, guess what she was blasting on the radio? Kanye's gospel. Oh album. golly, man. Jesus Christ. Lady, at least buy yourself a lift sticker for the love of God. That's what I'm saying, dude. God. So, yeah, that's all I got on Kanye for this week is now he's in with Joel Osteen and I got nothing for him. And he thinks he's <laughs> he thinks that being a born again Christian got him a sixty five million dollar tax return. Like uh gross. Yuck. Yuck. Gross, Yuck. dude. Yeah, for real. Good God. Go go read the verses on uh, misappropriation of wealth and come mm-hmm. back to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Whatever. Maybe it's legit. <laughs> I just don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, Maybe the, it's bipolar disorder. Yeah. Here, here's here. <laughs> yes. Dude, here, here's here's what would. And I don't even know if this is the wrong thing to say or not, but like what would astound me more, honestly, what impresses me more is someone like Justin Bieber, who is like apparently converted and like you haven't heard nothing from him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's what I'm saying. He's just, he he just like supposedly got saved. He did Mm -hmm. a few worship singings with Hillsong in Australia Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's just living his life now. He's not Hmm. like. He's not doing this whole like reconstructing persona into this Christian artist thing. Mm-hmm. He's just like doing his thing. I respect right. that right. hella more. Right, 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 right. You know right. what I'm saying? Same. Like yeah. you don't you don't need to then go back and it, it mm. really seems like he's recreating himself as Kanye the the redemptor. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It really <laughs> 
Maybe he's yeah. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's bipolar. <laughs> Fuck. You know, I mean, for real. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Why can't I have that mental? That one seems like the one to have. Yeah, that one seems like a lot of fun. It's it like seems like basically you get jail. high for a month until yeah. you're down. But I can deal with the sad. <laughs> I, I want them ups. Yeah, me. it's like yo, if I could just relapse for a month out the year, like yo. I know. What's what's good? <laughs> I love I love how us two uh mental health professionals have just seriously downplayed bipolar as a, uh, the up season, the down season. Dude, dude, my full name is on a touch of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and I did not diagnose anybody in the public. Um uh, that's I, true. Yep. So uh once again this this was Jed and Joel Osteen <laughs> signing Hi guys, off? Signing off. <laughs> yeah. What you really need to do? <sighs> Lord help us all. But all right, send me an email: churchandotherdrugs@gmail.com, storefrontier backslash churchandotherdrugs, and patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs. We'll see you. Bye.
Sound.